Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. What is actually wrong with you many things many things many many <laughs> let's, let's start a list number one it's just too too many to list like you know like CV, those cvs <sighs> receipts that like print all the coupons and oh, it goes God. on for like a mile yeah. yeah but it's like that but never ending <laughs> <laughs> greetings fellow tarts ashley here head hussy in charge and we are back with more fairy tales for our rowdy retellings theme. And Heather is here with us to discuss Peter Darling by Austin Chant. Hi, Heather. Hi, Ashley. We have not checked in in a while about your bookstagram. Oh. Musing yeah, Metzger. Musing Metzger. Uh, she's failing. She's failing. What? No. What well, happened? I mean, no, but... It's 45 people, and I'm in this, like, I had 46, it dropped to 43, today I have 45, tomorrow I'll have 43, it's, so it's, it's fluctuating in the mid-40s currently. (laughs) Yeah, lots of fluctuation going on, Mm -hmm. but it's, your goal is 50 by the end of the year. 50 by the end of the year. Let's get into drinks. What drink did you pick for this book? I feel bad mine is not a Heather original this evening. I'm calling the police. I know. No, I'm kidding. I'm glad because I w- I was like, I felt pressure. No, I felt pressure. No pressure. Never pressure. I was like, oh, I don't like pressure. Heather, Heather's going to come up with another amazing Heather original. And here my ass is drinking <laughs> another fucking red blend. <laughs> no, I didn't do a Heather original this time because there's the classic, like there's the rum and Coke, which it's pirates. So it's rum. That was my rule. Oh. Rum drink. But I also didn't want a rum and Coke. I'm like, okay, we can't go from Heather original to like super basic. Yeah. So I did a dark and stormy, oh, which okay. is rum and ginger beer and it's amazing so good Ooh, okay it is two ounces black rum and three and a half ounces ginger beer but what did you pick for your drink for peter darling you know my ass is always gonna go with a red blend it's my favorite um so i went with a red blend called no curfew oh (laughs) i see what you did there so this is an adult and all grown up Peter Pan retelling, you know, no it kids is. allowed, no, no kids, kids allowed. allowed. All right. So, so no curfew. Uh-huh. It's like a clock with a no on it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. No curfew because limitations are a drag. Oh. That's what it says on there. As no Ooh. curfew, we believe that you should live life free of limitations. So we threw off all constraints when making this wine. Sourcing only the best grapes from great vineyards to make a wine worthy of your post-curfew adventures. I like that. We're adults. We can stay up all night. All night. We do what we want. We do what we want. I never really had the idea to do a Heather original for this one because obviously there's the classic option of Rum Coke or the Dark and Stormy. And 
I really, I thought for a minute, I'm like, I'm going to go check out the wine aisle. I'm going to find one of these like smart ass labels and I'm, that's what <laughs> I'm going to do. But I really wanted to try the dark and stormy. I've never had rum and ginger beer together. Like Moscow Mule is actually a reasonably new drink for me. I love my, Moscow like, Mules. Yeah. I think, I think we did good. Yeah. Those are good drink choices. Proud of us. Proud of us. Proud of Next you. Next time. Heather original or die. <laughs> oh my God. You know what we should do? We should do like a bonus segment. We can just make all the Heather originals and then rate them. Yes. Oh, that'd be so much fun. We would be so drunk. That's gotta happen. Okay. Snack. They do talk about eating mushrooms a couple times. Mm-hmm. I was thinking stuffed mushrooms, but the store I went to didn't have pre-prepped ones. And oh yeah. I kind of lurked around how you know they forage so i was gonna do kind of like a forest forage charcuterie. oh a charcuterie! it's gonna have apples berries nuts mm. i did obviously i got stuff that you don't find in the forest like meat well technically they ate rabbit i think um yeah but yeah so there's gonna be some meat some cheese which cheese you're not gonna like randomly find in the forest but you know no Eh, close enough so it's gonna have like a lot of basic stuff the basic items that you would find foraging Hmm, i don't hate that that's the snack let's talk about the author austin chant is a bitter millennial a decent chef and a queer trans writer of ghost romance and speculative fiction they co-host the hopeless romantic a podcast dedicated to exploring LGBTQIA plus love stories and the art of writing romance. So, so this was a novella. It was. I didn't realize that. It was so. It was the fastest read we've ever done. I know it was so short. I was not. I was like, wait, what? That's it? Oh, I was not ready for that. I didn't do my research on it. Um, it's Heather's fault. She picked this book uh <laughs> heather i wanted to read this book from the minute i knew it was like a peter pan queer yeah. retelling that's it oh yeah that's no all i needed to know no it, it was great okay we're gonna get into <laughs> it we're gonna get into the brazen book report and heather's gonna fight me don't chase me bro fight 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 in the streets <laughs> <laughs> no i'm a lady i don't fight i am not a lady <laughs> how would you summarize this novella so this is my short summary this is a love story of the prince of runaways and the terror of the seven seas when peter pan returns to neverland to find peace between the lost boys and the pirates he starts a new war with hook the tension building between them isn't hate this time i like that. yeah what is your short summary of peter darling peter pan but older darker and the gay the gay here for it love it i tried looking into the og peter pan sure and i couldn't there weren't it gave you like a very basic they didn't go into detail so i feel like you're more familiar with it than Mm. me so how about you since this is retelling you can give us a summary Mm. of the of the original peter pan okay so the original peter pan by pretty sure it's jm barry okay so the problem with books that are now called classics if you will 
um, is that they're written by old white dudes. They're misogynistic, sexist, racist, homophobic, problematic AF. Yes, Agreed. that is Peter Pan. I think the biggest part, the biggest reason I wanted to read this is queer Peter Pan. That is mm-hmm. all you basically had to say to me because Jan Barry's story is Wendy Darling is the older sister and there's Michael and John, her younger brothers, and she's a storyteller. So she tells them these fantastical stories of wild adventures of, you know, this world that they, you know, they're very British, upper crust, you know, high society kind of children. So they don't have these adventures in their lives. Um, So Wendy Darling tells these stories. And at one point, I mean, if you watch any version of a movie or TV show based on Peter Pan, you kind of know the gist of the story. They run away with Peter Pan and they go to Neverland. Um, there's Tinkerbell, there's the fairy dust, there's the flying and the happy thoughts, and there are, of course, the nemesis, you know, James Hook, the captain of, you know, the Jolly Roger. So they fight these wars and Neverland, they never age, they never have to grow up, they can be childlike and childish forever. And eventually, when Nay Darling has to go home, her and her brothers go home, and they have the story, the end of the original, which then Peter Darling is 10 years later, like Wendy has gone home. The twist is Wendy is Peter Pan. So that is where I think for Peter Darling, the queer story comes in is Wendy does not identify as a girl. Wendy is Peter. Yes. Peter Pan is Wendy. Yes. And that was interesting. I wanted more. Like, I'm not going to lie. I want a sequel, like, immediately. Like, I need to talk to Austin Chant. I'm like, I need more story. (laughs) Oh, I would love it if it it were, like, a series, if they wanted to make it into a series of novellas. Mm -hmm. Yes. For sure. I loved that Wendy is Peter, Peter is Wendy. Mm -hmm. Wendy and Peter were no longer separate characters. They were two parts of one mm-hmm. essentially you know past and present also mm-hmm. so there there was a lot there's a lot of differentiating going on but you were never confused reading no. i was never confused reading it because it was made very clear who was who and even when when peter so in the original wendy's you know young and she goes to neverland it comes back so peter's story in this is he goes to Neverland, he's like 10, and comes back to his family because he misses his brothers. That's it. That's all it said is he missed his brothers. Not his his parents, like not any of the life that he had there. He missed his brothers. He missed that family connection. So when he came back and he lived in this world, you know, as an out of place Mm -hmm. person, he did not feel like his body, you know, is going through puberty and is maturing into a woman. He wishes you know, to go back to Neverland when he's 20. And so Tink comes back for him and takes him back. So (laughs) it's kind of a continuation of the story where the original, the classic novel left you. Peter comes back and like, which version of it? I think it's the movie. I think it's in Hook. 
where Peter comes back with the Lost Boys and stays with the Darlings. So it's kind of a pickup from there, but I just really liked, it was very interesting the way they connected the original story where Peter and Wendy are two different characters. Or two Their separate love interests, kind of. Their love interests, even. Yeah. And turn that around. And I, I think I like that even more, is that they're one yeah. character. That was great. Yes. I yeah. love that. And I'm going to go ahead and preface this. I will never fully understand the trans experience because I am a cis white lady. And mm-hmm. I'm just going into this trying to be respectful of it and appreciating the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I know or I can relate. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. No. So I just want to throw that out there. Okay. Any good quotes? Yes. Please hold. <laughs> Please hold. Page the first. It's literally in the prologue. So James Hook hanging out in Neverland. You know, Peter's been gone for a minute. And he's talking about Neverland. There were even sweet little birds singing. It was repulsively saccharine. <laughs> it was like, that set a tone for me. It's like this bored, like bourgeoisie. Like I'm hanging out. I got nothing to do because my arch nemesis has left the building. And I loved that. That's my first favorite quote. Yes, And then everyone knows the Peter Pan line, to die would be an awfully big adventure. So to die, Peter began, would be an awfully big, don't start that again, Hook said. Surely in 10 years, you could have come up with a better line. I was like, the snark of this, like, their, their rivalry is beautiful. The last one is pretty much, no, it is the last page of the book. It's the last line of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, his mouth was softer in this world absent the tang of rum and salt but something of the ocean still swept over Peter when they kissed it was just Aww. so tragically romantic it's like, it really it was of, it was and I'm like oh you can't leave me on this line like when that book ended there I'm like no more where's more where James and Peter are together <laughs> I know right yes. I was like I would like more please <laughs> we need a sequel now sequel please I'm, I'm asking for a friend so what were some of the good quotes you found in the story so obviously i agreed with the to be to die would be an, eh, no, ah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of snark which is mm. my jam for sure at one point they're talking about tinkerbell mm. right and hook says hook slash james hook says to Tinkerbell, a dear friend and as fine a woman as ever resembled an insect. Yes, that was one of my borderline favorite quotes. It's like, it's so fun. Th- just the snark, the dialogue was very well done. Mm-hmm. It was very, very funny. I enjoyed it. Favorite part? Mm. Okay. In the classic Peter Pan, which we talked about, Wendy was a storyteller. So what I liked about in Peter Darling was Peter is telling his adventure story. So even before he ever goes to Neverland, he's telling his younger brothers these stories of action and adventure and like, you know, wild, you know, things. So he was a storyteller. He went back. He spent 10 more years with this family. He's still telling these stories. He is Peter Pan. But in the end, when they, when James and Peter come back to this like cozy little cottage and they're going to live, you know, kind of off the grid together, 
And James has this, well, I have a typewriter. You could keep writing your stories. Even though Peter has no idea of what he wants to do back in this reality, he is going to be a storyteller. He's going mm-hmm. to continue, whether it's plays or poems or, or books or novels, whatever it is, he's still a storyteller. And I liked that they kept that from the classic is that at heart, he is a storyteller. So that's my favorite part of this like aside from you know the tragic romance which i'm a big you know i love tragic romance (laughs) i just want to be sad i just want to be sad and like emo and cry a little bit i just want to stew in it but you this this book was really as short as it was it there were a lot of emotions attached to it for me because i'm a sucker i'm a sucker what was your favorite part i'm gonna go with hook Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was, he had so many layers. He was funny. He was snarky. He had a tragic past. So his tragic past, he, um, so when you're in Neverland, you forget. Yeah. So he's in Neverland and he's Hook. But originally he was James in his real life. And he had a partner that went off and died in the war. Mm-hmm. And he was an artist you know, being gay was not okay in that time frame for a lot of people. It was very dangerous. So he was an artist. He had his gay lover, his partner. Mm-hmm. He was ready to start their whole life together. Mm-hmm. Partner goes off to war, gets killed. James is left alone. He can't handle it. He goes to Neverland mm-hmm. and he becomes this villain. And after a while, even as the villain, he's. You know, he's just like, eh, this is boring. I'm over it. And he's just really funny. Like, oh, how he was, which I mean, I guess you can, yeah, it's a little stereotypical. But how he was into the clothes. <laughs> like, they they go to this giant treasure room and he is all about the mermaid scale boots. He was a little bit obsessed with clothing. He's always has to have the best cloak, the best <laughs> coats. <laughs> yes love it um we're gonna get into it but peter was kind of a dick we're gonna get into it but hook was the tragic anti-hero character you can't help but love him Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, i I would say my favorite part was hook all right least favorite part hook stereotypical obsession with clothes (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't have a lot to pick about this with. And obviously, you know, like you said, I'm not part of the community and I stand outside of this. And if this is a part of the author's story, then fine. But obsession is the word that comes to mind. Is like he gets, you know, a bit of dirt on it and it's like the end of the world for him. But yeah, he was obsessed with the clothes. And that's a really picky thing to like find because there's not there's not a, a lot, lot to- bad. There's not a lot bad in this story. Yeah. There's nothing really to hit and say, oh my God, I can't even. I mean, obviously the the storyline with the darlings, the parents, it's it's a whole other category on the book report. So we don't need to talk about them and their train wreck right now. But <laughs> if there's the, the little bit of things like pick apart is it's the clothes thing. Like he is obsessed, like neat and tidy and like perfectly color coordinated and 
And the fact that he's carried around in the beginning, like on a sedan chair, and he's got <laughs> these like four strapping men carrying him around. And like, I mean, does it lean into a stereotype a little too hard? Yes. Am I mad at it? Not particularly. But if I have to pick a least favorite part, it is that we spent a lot of time talking about Hook's clothes in this. What was your least favorite part? In all fairness, I did not realize this was a novella. Mm-hmm. when I started reading it and it became apparent to me as it was so fast paced and so by the end of it I was just kind of sitting there thinking oh it's a novella okay all right it's over all right, already it's, it's done <laughs> I thought there was more so that's part that that kind of plays into this but it literally felt like I skimmed a larger book reading this it almost seems like you're going into this already with all the knowledge and the lore of Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. The original story and the other iterations that are out there, you're going into it with the background. So it's just kind of assuming you know everything and just jumping right in and you're off. Which, yes, but at the same time, I, I don't really remember the base story of peter pan that well i i get the gist i know the gist <laughs> but i feel like i don't know enough to catch all the easter eggs that are laid out okay yeah that makes a lot of sense that's on me though that's not necessarily on the story right. itself it's more on me peter pan the original story is also a very short story mm-hmm. it is not a long involved story We're not talking like Dickens and like hundreds and hundreds of pages of dialogue here. Peter Pan is a very brief story. And if you've watched any kind of like movie adaptation of the story, you you get the gist of it. But yeah, Peter Darling, I did not expect it to. It was a very fast paced read. Yeah. um, For me. And yeah, I could see that. It's like, and it's over now. (laughs) Yeah, I just felt, you know. There, there could have been a little filler here and there, a little more development here and there, because it just seemed, it was very jarring at times. So, for example, mm. when Hook remembered his life as James. Right. It just kind of came off as very, like, overdramatic. Oh, no, I remember I was James. And you're just kind of like, wait, what? What? The thing about that is... <laughs> When they're trapped in the cave or whatever, you know, they're escaping the Kraken, which was one of my favorite, like, yes. you know, big moments. Like, there's no Kraken in Barry's Peter Pan, and there's a yeah. fucking Kraken. Um, they're trapped in this tunnel of caves, and they're trying to get out. And James is, like, Hook is telling Peter, like, oh, you don't know this is a story you're creating. Like, you don't know that this is not real, and the Lost Boys and the Pirates are not real, and we'll just replace them when we get out. But then they go in and have this, like, very, like, highly sexual moment together. And the fact that Peter calls him James because he has this realization, like, I can't call him Hook in this intimate moment. I call him James. Mm-hmm. So he says James out loud. And that's the thing that, like, snaps Hook out of his his fantasy world. I'm like, but he knew that it wasn't real. Yeah. It's like he knew it wasn't real, but also at the same time, he still didn't remember fully. That was That was a questionable kind of, like... It, I mean, it doesn't really it just, make complete sense. I don't know if the word I want is melodrama, but it was but very... Melodrama is not the wrong word. 
just remember reading being like okay all right uh-huh 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 um but yeah like not i mean and part of this is reader error on my part but yeah i mean like if i if i had to have a least favorite part that yeah. would be it i i wanted more it just seemed too it was just skimming essentially there was a lot that was missed that i felt like really needed to be focused on a bit more mm -hmm. personal opinion but yeah. yeah so moving on to what the fuck moments i feel like this one should be pretty obvious but when they come back to their reality and pan has has gone with james to his time and his cottage that's isolated and you know they wake up in this bed together and the whole so he is not comfortable in this body. He is clearly, mm -hmm. you know, there's some gender dysmorphia happening here. In his fantasy world, he is male. He has the flat chest. He has appropriate genitals. They go back to reality. And there is the line where he feels the weight of his chest. But when they wake up, there's no reaction from Hook. Peter's even expecting it. Like he's going to mm -hmm. say something about my body. And all she says is, well, you know, we need to replace your clothes because your shirt's seen better days, like some kind of nonsense. There's never any discussion of that. Like what happens? And this is where I feel, I don't know, like you said, as the cisgender female, what that experience is. Like he's now back in a female body, but there's no discussion of that. And it happens so quickly and it ends. And we don't really address the fact that Peter is now going to have monthly female issues. Peter can now be pregnant. Like, you know, Peter has breasts now. Like, we don't talk about that. And they're in a time period where transitioning is not, is not a reality. Thing. So we don't talk about that at all. And, and this is probably the disconnection between, like, physical and, you know, loving the person for loving the person. And I don't know if that's a doesn't like they don't know how to write that or the author like really didn't want to go into all of that. But that was kind of for me kind of like the well, what the fuck we're not going to talk about this like at all. Okay, cool. Let's move on. So yeah, um same same um I noticed that and I, to be honest I was kind of bothered by it because they I can't uh pinpoint it but there was a line somewhere basically towards the end where Peter is just like oh I have to accept that Wendy is me I am Wendy basically saying mm -hmm. like oh we're the same person I need to accept it and blah 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 and then they go off and Peter mm -hmm. is back in his female oriented body mm -hmm. and it just ends and we all know in that time frame there was no transitioning mm -hmm. uh, and obviously peter was very miserable with that right. body and that and try and being forced mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. the female gender role and right. that's why he ended up at neverland that was the whole point and then by the end of it oh it's fine everything's fine that's kind of the vibe as uh, this white lady i don't i will never understand fully that situation when i started this book it was of course with the attitude that i am not trans like i will yeah. never fully experience <laughs> and understand this process but in the story i think part of the problem for peter was not 
so much that the gender of his physical body i think it was the fact that his family could not accept him yeah he goes back you know he after his first adventure into neverland he goes back and says i'm peter darling now like the brother freaks out it's like oh wendy's back and she's saying she's a boy and like the parents of course you know have their whole thing i think and it, it i'm not saying it's not a slap in the face because to me you know it does not make sense that you have this this crisis with your physical form and you escape <laughs> it to this fantasy world to be male in a male body mm-hmm. and then come back and you're okay with it all of a sudden but a big part of it, I think, was written in this story was not so much that they can't have the female body, is that they just wanted acceptance for yeah. who they were. They wanted to be a more masculine figure. They didn't want to be put in fancy dresses and like paraded around for potential husbands. They just need and want the acceptance and love of being themselves. Yeah. That's a big topic. Like, there, there's not a trans experience, I don't think, that is the same as another. It's like everyone's living their own life. They have their own experience, whether you're gay, straight, genderqueer, whatever your your world is, no one else is living your world. Yeah. And there's going to be people that see themselves in this book. There are going to be people that, that <clears throat> hate this because it's the complete opposite of their reality. And I think that's just kind of true of, of fiction. You know, you're going to love it or you're going to hate it based mm-hmm. on personal experiences and like biases that you come to that book with yourself. It's no fault of the book or the author. Um, it is just what it is. But that was kind of like my what the fuck was, are we not having a conversation about this? Like, <laughs> no, we're just going to go yeah. climb an apple tree and it's fine. Okay. What yeah. Was your what the- Tank dying. Oh, and this this kind of goes back to my least favorite part um, where I was saying it just felt like you needed to already have read Peter Pan and like watch some of the other retellings and iterations of it. Mm-hmm. And so that you already go into it with the full knowledge of the original story. So you know all of like the buildup for that and everything. Because Tink dying just seems so... I don't I don't know how to explain it. I don't have the words to explain. It just came off as very meh. It didn't have a huge emotional payoff, but it was written like it was supposed to. <laughs> Essentially, I guess is like the best way I can say it. The way it was written, we were all just yeah. supposed to be so devastated along with these characters. And I was just kind of sitting there reading it like, huh. I just figured out why you and I are going to disagree on this book because I fully engaged with Tinkerbell dying. I full on legit cried in the break room when I was reading when Tinkerbell turned into fairy dust, especially later when they're talking about like, you know, post Tink's death when James was talking about like the friendship that they shared. And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm a mess. A mess over this book. I loved it. Which no, like I see why, like I see why, I know why, but for whatever reason, me personally, I'm not connecting to it. Whereas other, like you connected to it. Yeah. And it could just be that I am broken. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Emotionally stunted. I am emotionally stunted. Red flags. Um, it was pretty short, so it was hard to find like a lot of problematic material there, but 
the one is kind of it's kind of like a given throwaway kind of thing but like hook and peter literally just want to kill each other but it's because they're bored and it's going to be fun so i'm like let's just go kill this guy i'm like ah is that really what you should be doing so the murder was kind of a red flag <laughs> but you know in that they're in this fantasy world like i can poison you up to a certain point but oh there's a magical antidote so you'll be fine the one real red flag in here is the obsession. Like they are obsessed mm. with each other. So there's like even a line like Hook says, like obsession isn't, is that not what you call it when two men can't think of nothing but each other? I'm like, oh yeah, it's fair. They're literally both fair in like point. the separate corners of Neverland. And like all Peter can think is what's Hook doing and how do I like, you know, kill him? And and Hook's just kind of like, you know, Peter, isn't he a fancy flying boy? Obsession, as we know, never really good look especially when your obsession is to kill the other person yeah Um, so not really like real life red flags like this weren't a fantasy magic world um what were your red flags very similar to yours oh Uh, yeah yeah. they want to war for no reason yeah i'm bored let's fucking fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) like pretty much um which also it kind of if you think about it because peter peter's identity he feels he is masculine he mm-hmm. he's he has a very masculine identity and it's like mm-hmm. okay you can be a man without the toxic masculinity <laughs> can you can you can separate those you don't yes. You don't constantly have to be like, I am a man. Let me prove I am a man. I am going to fight everyone. <laughs> no, but I don't even think I highlighted it. But there's like one of the lines in there is that he's telling the fairy queen, I'm going to kill him because I'm a boy. Yes. And that's what we yes. do. We fight. I'm a boy. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this is a little toxic. True story. Yeah. So that that was something I was like, red flag, red flag. Red flag. Yes accurate i just forgot to write that shit down good job you <laughs> is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life for me it was basically running away from your problems won't solve them like you have to you can't run away and put off the problems like even mm-hmm. as small as a i've got to go change the tire on my fucking car like you cannot especially big emotional things they don't go away. They don't just magically disappear if you don't think about them. Like you can't wish them away. So for me, the story is very like James like was the surprise to me, honestly, that he had also run away from his life and he was one of the real characters in Neverland. Is that he tried to escape his life. Peter tried escaping his life. And in the end, they have to go back to their world and like confront the reality of the situation. It's like, mm-hmm. it's never going to be a happy place. Like you are going to always have to fight here. And you obviously agreed. So when literally, is- literally, okay. I will read the words that I wrote. You can't run away from your problems. They will always catch up to you. Oh my God. Get out of my brain. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. Oh oh okay here we go do you have a spicy snippet you'd like to share about this novella okay i literally wrote the question is this actually good trans rep is it and from Mm -hmm. what we've talked about previously like reviewers from the trans community are yay and nay on it 
they are, you know, split. They do identify with that. It is good trans rep for them. And for others, it is not. Not being trans myself, I I ask the question, is it? Because it doesn't feel like it to me. Yeah. So that that's a whole big discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because most, this was mostly reviewed very positively. Mm-hmm. And I believe for many, just the fact that this exists. is huge it is um which is understandable but i also it's understandable that some are upset about it everyone's experience is different i don't speak on those experiences because i am not a part of that i'm i'm not in them they're not mine so yeah that's kind of my question is like it it to me doesn't feel like there's good representation there it's like do you have a potentially trans character Yes, you do. And if that is all you want is to see a character that is trans, then yes, fine. But it just, it leaves something to be desired for me with the the way it ends. Mm. The thing is, people can't be afraid to ask questions. Like Mm -hmm. as an ally, I can't experience it, but I want to understand it. And the more, and whether it is a racial conversation, you know, a gender conversation, a, you know, sexual orientation conversation, when people are scared to ask questions and try to understand a community, they are, are always going to be on the outside. It's like, you mm-hmm. can't be afraid to ask the question. But I'm you not... also have to understand that sometimes mm-hmm. those that you are asking Mm-hmm. they may not want to answer you and they don't have to and they don't have to no. and i just i do want no. to throw that in because that's a thing i, I hear mean, that a lot i don't think i i don't think no. like are you a teacher you know how exhausting that is uh-huh. to constantly have to explain the same thing to people uh-huh. over and over no. and over again you do not you do not have to answer a question like you don't have to like respond to people's comments like no. that is obviously but to to get understanding you have to and i'm not saying you a particular person yeah but people need to be willing to share for to for more people to understand ask the question not everyone will answer you and that's okay no. you research it as best you can and that's the thing it's like you need to learn that you might want to understand them more but they might not want you particularly to understand them and that's yeah. their right. It's my right to not answer your questions. It's your right to not answer my questions. And that is, I think that level of give and take is, mm-hmm. you know, what needs to be respected. Do you yeah. have a spicy snippet you'd like to share about this novella? Ernest was an entirely wasted character. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest well, was essentially just included to um, be um, a bit of a foil. I guess, I, I guess a purpose of being a tiny foil to peter but mm-hmm. then it just seemed like he's included just to be another character that has a crush on peter which there was yeah. also no development in that either it was just like oh you're in love with peter it's like but what wait what and then he just gets he just goes home and his past is never explained and it, he's never delved his character is never delved into He's just there to question <laughs> Peter's morals and to fall in love with him for no reason. Yeah, poor Ernest. But yeah, so, oh, so my second. Your second, yes. You might get mad at this. <clears throat> That's okay. I'll contain it. All right. 
so we all know this is an adult retelling <laughs> Mm-hmm. Peter still comes off as a kid a lot of times and so as I was reading there would be moments between he and Hook that gave me the ick now don't get me wrong I liked Hook and that's the thing like Hook was my favorite part about this book uh-huh. but there were there were just a couple scenes where <clears throat> I would just be like wait 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 okay yeah P- Peter's an adult this is okay Peter's an adult this is okay because he his character still was reading as a child and we all mm-hmm. know yes he's immature yes it's Neverland oh he never wants to grow up blah 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 but Hook is a fully developed adult character and was before he went to Neverland exactly so Hook has been an adult this entire time, and now Peter is supposed to be an adult, but you're he's still coming off as a kid and very, very childlike. Yeah. Yes, very childlike and naive. And there there were just a few moments where I I literally had to remind myself, he's an adult. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's an adult. Okay. Ooh. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. I'm not gonna disagree. There were conversations that I had with co-workers as we're discussing this they had not read the book but you mm-hmm. know we discussed it and one of the questions came up of kind of like lolita levels of like grooming it's like you know peter was with james when he was 10 peter mm-hmm. goes home and comes back 10 years later so yeah there's a separation there's a growing up period of those 10 years puberty has hit you know the sexual awakening has happened but he comes back to this adult male and yeah. so it's not specifically grooming but i could see you know maybe in the distance a little red flag going right there speed round who would you want to be besties with and why tinkerbell because she gave her life to save peter yeah <laughs> after your whole uh, you know how she died with no emotional payoff and here i go i want to be besties with her no, I'm sa- no, I mean, like, it was still sad, but I am a broken individual, and I, I'm just, like, one of those kids. Why? Why? Like, why, why? did this happen? But why? <laughs> but why? Who would you want to be besties with? I'm gonna go with Hook. We could just mean girl the shit out of that, and we would just be wearing mm. the best clothes the whole time. Who do you want to throw a punch and why? Mr. and Mrs. Darling. Oh, yeah, fuck I- them. Because they... They just didn't accept. They couldn't accept. You know, when Peter comes back from Neverland the first time and he tells his brothers, like, I'm Peter Darling now, basically. You know, he has claimed his identity. And uh, obviously, as young children, they don't understand that. So they get a pass. These bitches are grown-ass adults. Um, so yeah, they're getting throw punched. The worst. For being intolerant assholes. Who do you want to throw a punch and why? Peter. Boy, that's brave (laughs) no so it was it was in the beginning when he came back to neverland and he's just going around killing people for no reason and just being fucking obnoxious i was Mm -hmm. like who who is this guy toxic masculinity it it, what it was that toxic masculinity but you know after that he's fine we're cool we're fine who would you want on your side in a fight and why this should be obvious the Kraken. Oh shit. All right. That bitch was relentless AF. Okay, so they're on the beach and the Kraken's coming because there's blood in the water, like very shark like. 
he literally like tracks those mofos down. I'm like, yes, the Kraken. Because not only will he help me win the fight and eat all of my enemies, but he will track down anyone that managed to escape the fight. Oh, yeah. So the Kraken. Who do you want on your side in a fight and why? I'm going with Tinkerbell. Okay. She's always, she's constantly saving Peter's ass. Constantly. That's true ride or die. Like literal die. You are literally always jacking my bestie for your fights. I probably like am. Or third time you like stolen my bestie to be your fight. I'll allow it. She's Psychologically analyze this. <laughs> Heather wants them as a best friend. I want them in a fight, which means Heather comes too. Oh, I see what you did there. Heather is but- in the fight posse. Who would you cast for these characters or assign characters zodiac signs based on vibe? No, I cast them this time. I finished my homework. <laughs> so for Hook, it was very obvious because he played Hook in the Once Upon a Time series, Peter Donahue. I mean, <laughs> he was forever, forever and ever my Hook. I mean, the man had swagger. So, and he was particularly fond of a nice outfit. So him. He um, was so spot on to play Hook. He was perfect. Oh, like, was perfect. I didn't even have to think about it. I'm like, I'm starting reading this book. I'm like, there he is. There he is. I, I see him. For Pan, like, it just came to me because I think I watched Call Me By Your Name right before I started reading it. Timothee Chalamet is Pan with like the curly moppy hair, oh, the youthful vibe, the energy. Like, he's very, he's, just very all over the place like kind of chaotic chaotic and youthful yeah and i loved that so yeah. this was okay. the easiest character like assignment i have ever done ever like wrote itself um <laughs> so who would you cast you for these characters or what's the zodiac signs <clears throat> zodiac signs all right so for peter jeremy sumter but why not just cast him again oh he's older now it's been i what is it like has it been like almost 20 years (laughs) doesn't make you so feel so fucking old when you're like oh yeah 20 years because you're thinking everything's only 10 years ago yeah and then 19 (laughs) to be fair 19 it's been 19 years Ugh. ugh and for hook I went with Corbin Blue. Ooh. From High School Musical. Yeah. Back in the day. So I was looking through the pictures and he popped up and I was like, yes, absolutely. And for Zodiac signs for Peter, I based this. <clears throat> there is a an Instagram account called Bitch Rising and she does Zodiac memes. And so I kind of looked through a couple of those and based off of those for Peter, I would go with Leo or Gemini, but leaning more towards Gemini, very self-absorbed and chaotic. That was the vibe he was giving for a lot of the book or a lot Mm. of the story. Yeah. A lot of him, he didn't understand that it was reality and like pirates isn't killing people and it's fun for me. And yeah. So yeah, I didn't see that. Killing people's great. (laughs) They're not real people. They're just pirates. And then Ernest is just over there. Rude. Rude. Truth. Peace. Hook. I'm going to go with Virgo. 
they kind of just they're they're just they're just doing their own thing don't give a fuck about anybody should have been a virgo <laughs> okay so these are some goodreads reviews we're gonna go low to high nam guy give it one star the premise was promising but peter pan got on my nerves to be honest i couldn't finish the book but peter was kind of you know I was totally oh, prepared to punch him in the throat in the beginning, so that's all right. Yeah, you're <clears throat> punching him in the throat, so don't worry, Heather. It gets better. Okay, things are looking up. Okay, Pamela gave it one star. The romance felt way too quick. It seemed unrealistic, especially since they spent all caps years fighting. I just didn't feel the connection during their first kiss or why it even happened. I mean. We don't know how long Peter Pan was there in the beginning and he yeah. was like back 10 years later. So they didn't spend those intermittent 10 years together. Yeah. Like we don't know how long Peter was there in the first place. So yeah. I call bullshit. Carry on. <laughs> don't hold back, Heather. All right. Samantha gave it. <laughs> I, I feel so bad. I keep saying stuff and I'm not thinking about it. And then I look and I realize you're about to do a spit take. <laughs> i'm like Fine. ah i need to control myself <laughs> carry on i'll allow it samantha gave it two stars let me start off by saying i love peter pan i also love fan fiction this was written like a very subpar peter pan fan fiction and it made me disappointed more than anything else boo vicky gave it two and a half stars there was a lot I loved about the book, but the pan and hook relationship just made me uncomfortable. That's fair. Beyond gave it three stars. I just want to say that this book shattered my heart and that it also reconstructed it. Sad face emoji, heart emoji. <laughs> We're getting the slow clap from Heather. That is, a, that's a legitimate clap. It does not mean to be sarcastically slow. I feel that reveal. I approve. Yeah. Emma gave it three and a half stars. This book has a very unique concept, even though it's a retelling of the famous Peter Pan. I loved the representation in this story and also the concept of Neverland as the real villain of the book. I just wish it was longer. And also, I would have liked to know more about some of the Lost Boys <laughs> and the characters' lives in general. However, it was a good story, and if you're looking for a very original retelling, then I highly re I can speak words, then I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's fair. Mm -hmm. It's like good and bad, you know? It's like, I want more. Well, that That's kind of like a good complaint to have, yeah. you know? No, it's perfectly acceptable, except for the fact that the Lost Boys aren't real, therefore they cannot have a further story. I did, I did think of that. I think, I think what she, what they mean is that they're talking about Ernest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're talking about Ernest, yes, Ernest needs more story. Anna gave it four stars. It made me cry. It made me happy. It made me soft. Thanks. <laughs> Another clap from Heather. I don't know what's the segue into <laughs> I fucked up and lost the last like 10 minutes of this recording. So here we are about uh, nearly two months later. <laughs> we're back at it we're back so let, let's pick up where we left off let's go to reviews it's fine it's fine everything's fine everything's fine, fine. <laughs> all right elizabeth gave it four stars in 
interesting, sad, beautiful, happy. That's probably right. I don't, I mean, two months Ooh. is a long time. I don't really remember much of this book. <sighs> like I do, but I don't. <laughs> We've read many books since then. <laughs> yes, yes. I have a goal on Goodreads of reading 100 books a year. There have been several books in these two months. Yes. And you read even more than I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Natasha gave it five stars. Didn't know how much I needed a trans Peter Hook retelling. This was amazing. Only complaint is I wish it was longer. I'm going to go cartwheel off a cliff. Don't cartwheel off a cliff. Just, <laughs> it seems like that won't do anyone any good. So just yeah. cartwheel near a cliff edge. Yeah, wow. just cartwheel cartwheel into a pool. Ooh, but if you're fun. in florida check for gators first you know the rules yeah and probably not during a hurricane don't do that oh that's right yeah <laughs> oh. our second one since we recorded i mean i know yeah. i know <laughs> yeah literally we're look at us living on the edge recording the night a hurricane's coming that's why i'm like the faster like the earlier yeah. we start this the better chance we have of not doing this a third time so I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I, I felt terrible. No, it's fine. Rin gave it five stars. I'm emo. Please hold me. This is the only Peter Pan retelling that matters. I don't make the rules. Oh my God. I love that. But yeah, there are a lot of big emotions in there. So yeah, if, if you're going to yeah. like get overly sensitive and connect with your books a little too much in the characters like I tend to do. Yeah, I'm emo. Hold me. Th this would be yeah. a good one to do it with. <laughs> yes yeah last one <laughs> august gave it five stars i never thought i would ship peter pan and captain hook so much but here i am oh i knew i would i like 50 percent of the reason i wanted to read this is because i shipped them originally like before it, before i even knew it would be possible to like put them together and now here we are i mean but we've always loved a good anti-hero so oh, I mean, yeah it makes sense you know yeah. heroes are, are heroes are fine but the villains the villains are hot that's yeah that's the, the rule we don't make them we don't make the rules <laughs> <laughs> i found my notes they were in my trash can <laughs> okay big moment how many and what kind of phallic symbol would you rate this book so there wasn't a lot of phallic imagery in this one for me which was kind of disappointing but we had daggers <laughs> so we also had poison so we went with poisoned daggers and i gave it four yes because reasons <laughs> yeah reasons that we knew two months ago that we, we no longer remember <laughs> reasons i mean you know you had the trans rep for the character you don't see a lot of mm -hmm. and you always like to see you know peter pan and hook together like there are a lot of retellings out there with hook and peter pan they're just hard to find so yeah i mean it's it's four poison daggers for the romance of it all i'm just you know big fluffy <laughs> give me the romance i don't care yeah so okay. how many poisoned daggers would you rate this i gave it 3.5 poison oh. daggers so maybe three poisoned, one without the poison. Half yeah, three daggers. three fully poisoned, and then one just a real a real half ass a real, job. Like it's sharp, <laughs> but you know, three and a half poisoned. You can't have half a dagger. <laughs> it broke. 
yeah, I remember really liking this. There were some things, <laughs> stuff, things. <laughs> um, and reasons. <laughs> yeah, reasons. <laughs> there, there was, I think there were some potential issues with the ending and how it wasn't fully addressed. Like how, um, well, you know, because in the ending, Peter, from what I recall, Peter is back in his former female body right and hook he and hook are back in the real world and he is now in a female body nothing is mentioned of it nothing is said but before mm-hmm. or like right after it happens there's kind of like an internal monologue that peter has talking about well it's time to grow up and blah 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 so it's so it's like well does that mean you're not and this this was during one of the early wars, I believe, because Hooks. Yeah, it was the Great War. I think it was right after or during World War One because he had lost his previous lover. Yeah, so I doubt they were doing gender reassignment at the time. Right. That w- they wouldn't have had access to that. Right. So I don't know if they were just, I don't know. It was just very, it was very... In my personal opinion, my viewpoint on it, I, I kind of didn't like that. It, mm. it, it was kind of sad, but I guess, you know, not all endings are perfectly happy. Right. Maybe they wanted more of a real, like a realist approach after all the fantasy and magic. Yeah. And without, you know, and without bringing it down too, the author is able mm. to just conclude the story and in not addressing it, but also not really confronting it. like you don't have to think about the reality of it so even though we're back in the real world we can still have this fantasy of it's it's going to be okay um yeah they're they're together and the gender obviously doesn't matter it's like they they love each other exactly absolutely so i think maybe a problem because i remember like a lot of the reviews on this was you know you had your transgender community that loved the representation Mm -hmm. and then you had others that saw through that like at the end is like well he's back and he's in a female body and we're not going to address it so they kind of felt like it was just dumped off like this isn't a problem anymore we don't need to try to figure this out he's just going to be female and that's going to be fine so yeah that's why i think for me too this could have been a five like i loved reading it the pacing of it it was just so enveloping like you get in the story and you are in this magical world of like the pirates and you know you had fairies and i liked the elements that are familiar from the peter pan tale and the twist that they put on that in the story it was really well done yeah you know the author is a part of this community Mm -hmm. so it could have just been that they wanted an open ending Mm -hmm you know for to leave room not necessarily bad but letting you know that it is going to work out it is all going to be okay all of their experience together and everything it will overcome any physical obstacles mm-hmm. which you know you can look at it like that or you can look at there's several it, it, to each their own but i also i don't believe i had a strong like um emotional connection with this one i wanted to i liked it it was good but it just didn't there, just, there was just something not there for me um but overall i mean three and a half it's 
It's a really, it's a good book. Yeah. Or novella. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> novella. <laughs> eh. It's got words and pages as a book. Yeah. Time for Heather's favorite part. The part where we try to synchronize our tagline. No, the boner. Oh, <laughs> I'm really sad because I feel like we probably had a ball with this the first time around. Totally did. But Wait, that sounds weird. I take it back. We didn't have yeah, a ball. <laughs> yeah, too. Stop. We're adults. So. <laughs> <laughs> i'll never grow up is that the theme of peter pan oh yeah that's right yeah peter pan will be immature forever <laughs> yay all right this week's boner is yet again from the article 29 hilarious old euphemisms for his giggle stick by J.R. thorpe Ugh. are you ready i'm ready tantrum in a sentence stop throwing a tantrum because i don't feel like touching your tantrum yeah, I still don't think I understand but where that came from. Like, I need context. I don't, I don't know. It's it's a euphemism. I mean... I mean, men throw a lot of tantrums that revolve around their peens. And maybe it's just that simple. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. This one's always going to perplex me. That's... I have no idea what we said before. <laughs> Stuff, things, reasons. Words! Yeah. That's the putrid plank for this week, but eventually, I'd like to hear some tantalizing timber descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please. Just written descriptions. You know what I should have gone with? What? Plank. Walk the plank. Pirates. Peter Pan. Wood. Oh, Ah. I get it. Oh, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. It's good that we're re-recording this right now so I can add this in here. (laughs) You can email the goods to turgidtomespodcast at gmail.com, put bi-weekly bone in the subject line, and don't forget, you must include the name of the book or article and author. Woo! We did it! Again! Yay us! I know we were talking about your Instagram. We're always talking about my poor, poor Instagram. <laughs> you were at 48 the other day. I'm at 49 today! <gasps> 49! One more! Okay. If you haven't followed Heather's Instagram using Metzger, you need to go do that. Go do that. (laughs) Go do that. (laughs) Full of books and shit. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot to do it today, but I'm actually using the graphic you made for Peter Darling as the bookstagram post for for this. Yeah. For this week. Yay. (laughs) I forgot it's Wednesday. (laughs) So definitely check out Heather's bookstagram and... There's going to be other cool stuff. Next week's episode is actually going to include Sarah, one of the hosts from the Two Chicks Talk and Flicks podcast, which is really exciting. And I'm going to be recording an episode for their podcast Friday during a hurricane. Yay! Hurricane! <laughs> Just kidding. I think I think it's going to hit like tonight or it's tomorrow. It's tonight into tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, so Friday should be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> stuff, stuff, things, 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 stuff. Words, 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 words. Um, <laughs> Gotta wrap this up so I can go watch Love is Blind 3 finale. <laughs> can't wait. Bartiz fucking sucks. I can't wait <laughs> to see the reunion. That's right. That's right. If you know, you know. <laughs> Join me back here in two weeks for our next read, 
Cinderella is Dead by Kaylin Bayron. And remember, remember to fix, to each, fix other's each other's crowns, crowns and, and don't let don't the dicks get, you, get down. you down. Toodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tomes Podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.